0: This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh, yeah. It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger!
1: people. Today is the day of the beautiful sunshine hitting my face while I raise up to the heavens. The playlist is ethereal. Hmm. Welcome back to the Pinch Music Podcast, part of the Paperhouse Network, recorded here at Pinch Recording in Long Island City, Queens, which is located in New York State, which is located in the USA, and the USA is located on Earth. Earth is located on the milk, in the uh, Milky Way? Sure. Yes, correct. And... Yeah, and the the Milky Way is located in the universe, and the universe is located where? In my brain, Mm -hmm. because none of it is real.
0: None of it is real. And Mm.
1: that's what we're trying to access with this podcast. Boom, roasted.
0: Yeah, we're getting trippy.
1: You like that, how I put it all together there? Hmm. Uh Man, that was, I gotta gotta admit, that was pretty good.
0: We took a trip. Pretty nice. We took a trip. Around yeah. the universe, back into your brain. Yeah.
1: Now we're all in my brain. I know. Very nice. Wow. Did we already but- do the episode, or did it, or are we still doing Hard
0: it? Hard to say. I don't Hard know. Hard to say. None, of,
1: none of it's real. That's yeah. the thing.
0: Is the top still spinning on the desk? Well, look. Here's the deal, okay? Mm-hmm.
1: We have been off for two weeks. This is the longest mm. we've gone off since starting the podcast. Wow. And, and mainly, we, it's because of Nick, because he had to have a, what we call, vacation where he, which to me sounds like potentially a torture chamber, mm-hmm. but what he did was sat in a car with his wife and his wife's mother, mm-hmm. sorry, his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mother, from Denver mm-hmm. to Portland. Now, if you took a gun and you said Scott, shoot yourself <laughs> in the face. <laughs> here's your choices: you can shoot yourself in the foot, okay, in the foot, okay. okay, shoot yourself in the foot. That's a better. Yeah. Or go on this trip. Which one would you do? And I got to be honest with you, you'd be lumping. I might not have a foot anymore. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah. I mean, Nick, were you saying, I need a vacation from this vacation? Was did, that happening? I
0: did say that. I, look, no, the trip was great. So yeah. it wasn't like it was, you know, we all we all got along and we all enjoy each other. So it was fine. It wasn't the, in the sense of the, oh, the mother-in-law nagging, blah, blah, blah. But no, it was a lot of moving. I mean, it was a road trip and we... We did a lot of moving. There was no real, I, it wasn't the quote unquote vacation. You know, I, uh, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of, uh, all inclusive on the beach, not have to worry about anything kind of trip, but you know what, maybe, maybe that'll be later in the summer when I'm, I can't stand the heat here in New York city, but no, it was a good mm. trip. It was, it was relaxing and it actually kind of gave me the idea to do this episode. We were in Portland And we went to a really cool bookstore. I believe it was the Renaissance Bookstore. And upstairs they had a Zen garden. Now, they had things for sale up there. It wasn't like, you know, just... uh, It was was a room. It It was like a little library room. But they had the music playing and a place to sit. And they had little Buddha statues everywhere and some running water. And I sat down on the bench, actually, just to sit down. And I just... This sense of calmness came over me in a way that I haven't really been able to have in a very long time. I felt very relaxed, and there, the music was playing. I actually shazammed the music. I was like, No what we should do? We should do a spiritual episode. And when I said that to Scott, he was like, no, that's a terrible idea. But he meant it as, like, spiritual. When you say spiritual, you're going to immediately be like, gospel music and Jesus. And it's well, that's not what we were trying to uh, well, not necessarily
1: gospel, but what happened was when you said spiritual, I think I knew what you meant. But what happens is with spiritual, when you type in spiritual music, usually what comes up is religious music. Yeah. So, we're, you know, um, I, and I think that's not what we wanted to do was was religious music. More but encompassing. You had a spiritual awakening. Perhaps. You I had know. a spiritual <laughs> moment. Nick had a spiritual moment in a store in Portland. And I said to him, this was the height of your life potentially. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. That was a moment you'll probably remember the rest of your
0: life. Yeah, and it was very mundane, mm-hmm. but that was the point of it. Hmm. It was like the first time I ever not ever, but it was the first time where I thought about like unplugging and getting out of New York City and not and just like living in nature. And the first thing you did and was I, reach for your phone and Shazam. Yeah, you're like, man, I really need to. <laughs> well, unplug. that was the thing. It was like, for, hold on, let me Shazam like, this for, first. Like, for like five minutes, I was like, you know, because you know, you live in New York. We were on the, I was on the train today that got stuck, and it was like, oh, I hate this town. What do I do? Why do I live here? It's so hot. It's so miserable. It's so gross. It's so crowded. Everybody's in a hurry. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, we're attached to our screens all the time. Blah, blah. And then you think like, man, I would just, let's just, why don't we just move to the Bahamas and just live life on the beach? And you do that. And then like 30 seconds later, like, well, I don't know. I mean, what's the internet connection like down there? And you're like, yeah, you're not ready for it.
1: Yeah. Because you have to go to Margaritaville to get in. Yeah. <laughs> and, then,
0: and then like, so while I was in this little Zen garden, I had that thought and it lasted longer than 30 seconds. It was like two minutes. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe this time I just move out West and enjoy the mountains. And then like I embraced that. And then I shazammed it and was like, I don't know if I could do that. It's too bad. It's too far away from everything I know. But it was like the longest I had ever come to the idea of unplugging from this crazy capitalistic rat race of a life that we're all living. And it's just like... Well, you're not living the capitalist life right now. <laughs> well, but let's not that, get into that right, on the air. That could, that could be uh, debatable, but you know...
1: Uh, But, but, I mean, look, I think it's great. I think it's great that that you came back from a nice trip on the West Coast and you were like, let's do a spiritual episode and all this kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, like, again, like, I don't think the physical location of where you are physically necessarily means that you can't be... Connected to some kind of spiritual source. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if you're living in New York, it's- you can certainly be spiritual. You can do yoga. Like, you know, you can do uh, whatever. Go on mm-hmm. the roof and have a strawberry, yeah. you know? It is a know. little
2: harder in New York, though. Well, but it is that a little be, harder in New York. Sure,
1: that may be true. It may be harder in New York, but that doesn't mean, but that also could mean that the benefits could be even more beneficial like True. it could even be more profound meaning we would, so like you work harder to get something but when you get it guess what it's fantastic and i got news for you that's why new york is better than la because the weather patterns <laughs> because the weather patterns in la it's the same shit every fucking day when the spring hits you're not like wow it's wonderful it's spring whatever it could be fucking christmas is it spring is a christmas i don't know but like in new york right you mm-hmm. know when it's fucking christmas yeah. and you know when it's fucking spring and when you work well the problem is we don't have spring anymore but yeah. you know I'm going down a dark path of horribleness, but like you know, you get what I'm saying is that you know the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Of course, yeah. How do you but, feel about spirituality, Jim?
2: How do I feel about? Well, that's that's a loaded question. Not really. I mean, it's pretty broad, but <laughs>
1: I, I feel good about it. I'm I mean, sure.
2: <laughs> so like I was saying, I think the when I think spirituality, I think of oneness with the earth and the universe. And like I said, I think that is something that's hard to achieve while you're in New York. Not, you know, I think if you live in New York and you go somewhere else out in the country, you might feel that connection a little more because you're living such a, um, you know, you're living in the concrete jungle all the time. Um, So when you do get out there, you can really feel that. Um, But to me, it's, again, I think we talked about this. It's that feeling maybe at the end of your life, where are you going to next, where is your soul going to? Um and in terms of the music, it's 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 hard to put a label on that sound, but it somehow makes you feel like you are somewhere else. You're not living your day to day life, you are living something above that. Or below. Or below that. But you're living it on a it's it's on an in terms of the etherealness, you're on another plane when when you're. Yeah, and so when we music.
1: were talking about ethereal, right? Because that I think that was the label that I kind of attached to what the feeling that that Nick was maybe portraying. Um, I think in a more accurate way for the playlist that we were trying to curate. What, you know, what does ethereal mean to you? Because, you know, Nick is struggling. You know, Nick struggles with big words, even though it's not a big word. But, you know, he struggles with, like, understanding
0: simple concepts. Last, remember the so, last episode we had to explain to Scott what meta meant? But anyways, go ahead. Uh, I still don't know what meta is. <laughs> but,
1: you know, ethereal to me, and I think means, you know... And it's funny. I think the big on the big playlist, there's a lot of great examples of ethereal. But the problems we've talked about those bands a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So Cigarettes would be a perfect example of ethereal music, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the feeling you have when you're leaving your body and you're going to the white light, and you're just kind of like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like you know, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're kind of escaping your body in a way. You're having a spiritual experience. Now for me, ethereal can mean you know a positive thing or potentially even a negative thing cuz a lot of ethereal music could could it bridges the line of maybe depressing music you know because sometimes when you're listening to ethereal music it can be kind of negative you know it can be sort of like feeling bad for yourself and and you know there's a there's a very fine line between love and hate mm-hmm. shall we say
2: yeah it definitely doesn't have to be a positive thing but i think it can also be a neutral thing it can just be like well i'm not here anymore Right, I'm somewhere, you know. Right, my well, body or my soul is somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the tranquility is the adjective that I wanted to use to kind of describe the, the music here. And I we'll get into this, and I'm more of in the the uh, specific sound and instrumentation of some of these songs. And I want to get into the music, but you just brought up the idea of like there's a thin line between love and hate. Well, that's a major concept that I deal with every day. And whether you call it love, hate, dark, light, negative, positive, you know, Jesus, the devil, whoever, you, whatever, whoever, however you get there, there is a thin line. And it's up to you to keep the positivity, which is really hard to do, especially in New York. And we can get into that a little bit later, but that is, a, I think that's a, like an ongoing theme. And then the, the music, well, how does the music play into this? It's like, well, how does the music make you feel? Does it make you lean To the light? Does it make you lean to the dark? Does it make you lean to the negative? Does it make you lean to the positive? And I think that is kind of the the music aspect of this episode. So why don't we just get into the music and we'll continue our spiritual conversation as we go along? Wonderful.
2: She's half crazy, but that's why you want to be there. She feeds you tea and oranges That come all the way from China And just when you want to tell her That you have no love to give her She gets you on her wavelength And she lets the river answer That you've always been her lover
1: That is Roberta Flack off the album Killing Me Softly, and the song is Suzanne. Hmm. hmm This is actually a new discovery for yeah. me. This one surprised me, Scott. It's pretty great. I like it. It's nine minutes long. Um, really? and Yeah, it's a nine-minute long song, and it, it doesn't change too much. It's pretty repetitive, um, and it, it kind of has a vibe. Uh, what I love about it is, yeah, the feeling you get is very self-reflective, and um, but also the production is really interesting. Uh, the kick drum is like super loud and it's very repetitive the whole time. There's all these percussion things happening. But the percussion that's being played uh, is, is far away. Um, mm. You can hear the studio. Um, it's very distant, almost like you're floating away from it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not 100% sure what the song is about per se, but she does mention the word Jesus. Do you mm-hmm. know what it is? What the no, song's about? No. Because you made a but, smirk like you
2: No, no, but the reason that I was saying it surprised me is because Scott always says how he's not a lyrics guy. He like doesn't even care about yes. it. And I feel like every song that you put on the playlist literal- yeah, is, lyrical. Like, is yeah. very lyrical and very the lyrics play into the etherealness of the song. Sure. And, the literal- and I, think you I was get expecting that- you to put on like all you Radiohead, know, yeah, Radiohead, Krautrock, or whatever.
1: Well, because you know, I, I think there's a number of reasons for that, um, and the main reason being, you know, we've talked about most of the ethereal bands mm-hmm. that I might put on, like maybe I'll put on Popol Vu, right, which right. is extremely ethereal, or Tangerine mm-hmm. Dream, or Klaus yeah. Schultz, or Sigur Ros, or Radiohead. You mm-hmm. know, those are all, a lot of those are, are on the larger playlist, yeah. right? But. We've talked about those bands. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, again, like we talk about this a lot on the podcast is, you know, new discoveries and talking about things that maybe we haven't found before and all that kind of stuff. But also, I think lyrical content and lyrical vibes have a lot to, to that play a lot into um, the way the song feels, hmm. you know, not necessarily even the lyrical content per se, but like the melodies.
2: Just the feeling you, know? and, you get from the, hearing and the vocals.
1: way the way they're singing these songs, you know. Um, but I love the production on this. There's Rose, there's piano there, you know, it's just really raw and real. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't listen to a lot of Roberta Flack and, you know, she can tend on the, especially in the eighties and nineties on the side of, you know, adult contemporary, but these like early seventies albums are really, really good. Mm. And, you know, originally they're killing me softly. Uh, you know, obviously we all know Lauren Hill version. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know this version is actually really good, yeah, even though this isn't that version, sure. but to, to playing to um Nick's instrumentation thing because Nick, you know likes to for him, like the instrumentation played I think a lot into his picks and stuff. but you hear bells, you hear finger bells and stuff like you know Hari Krishna's in the Tibetan w- wilderness mm-hmm. doing their little fucking things, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: yeah. I, that's why. Well, this song also surprised me, and I kind of agreed with Jim. Is that Scott went kind of a a literal, lyrical, ethereal, uh, and it was it was cool because I had never heard this song, and when I heard it, I was like, "Why did you pick this song?" And then now listening to it again, it's like, "Oh, okay, I get it."
1: There's a Leonard Cohenness to it.
0: A what? Hmm. Leonard okay. Cohen. Yeah.
1: In fact, is there a Leonard Cohen version of this song?
2: Mm. of this actual song
1: yeah and or did he write this song oh there's (laughs) something very interesting yeah can you i don't know maybe google that while we listen to the next song and let's not forget to talk about it Mm -hmm. okay i'm giving you a to-do list right as we go along here we go
2: Greenland by Emancipator off of the album Safe in Steep Cliffs. And so this was really one of the first artists that I thought of when I said ethereal music because it's all like that. You're just kind of like floating out there. It's definitely influenced by nature and by Greenland, which is that whole like region, like the Nordic region and Greenland, is you know one of the last sort of untouched places on Earth where you can really go and just get out in nature and see these amazing rock formations and volcanoes and glaciers and just sort of connect with nature in a way that you can't in say New York City or really any city. Well,
1: go to Momo on PS One. You'll get into that experience. Sure, they have these weird doll glass doll things going on.
2: Oh, okay. Um, it, it's in it's in a very different way. It's it's not about human-made art it's about what just exists out in the universe so um that's really why it's on here and when I hear this song I just feel sort of it's one of those songs I don't view as positive or negative but it definitely makes me feel like I am somewhere else I'm on a different plane or way of thinking and I'm not thinking about anything happening in in my physical life just like wow it's just amazing to be here and we're just atoms in the universe and wow
1: what i find amazing is how complex your circuitry is (laughs) that you can actually feel these emotions
0: jesus christ how did that happen that is a callback to the reoccurring joke that scott believes that jim is a robot Mm -hmm. uh but to to jim's point and something on my the trip i was just on i don't know if you folks have ever had the luxury of driving through utah but holy smokes it is breathtaking yeah is, i mean i've i've you know, gone
1: through utah a couple times it is,
0: you have never seen that color blue in the sky before it is just un unbelievable the rocks the mountains the valleys the peaks the hills the it's just incredible landscape and it just really makes you stop like you're driving through this vast mountain range and this oh, like it's huge there's just it's there's nothing out there And it really makes you feel small and it makes you realize like, why do I care so much about the things that I care about? Like, why do I get stressed out about this? And why do I get so angry at that? And why do I come home from work and I, and I'm angry and I'm mad, I'm tired, I'm stressed. It's like, who cares, cares about any of that. And it was like, it's kind of nice. It's kind of, it's like you, you see that and you get a chance to kind of step out from your normal everyday grind and just realize there's so much more to all this and it's like like scott always says none of this matters none of this matters that's what i mean go drive through the utah desert
1: and tell me if it matters if if you know the, the train's running late yeah but i will say one thing i was shocked about like shocked was that you didn't check out the fucking sky the, in the, desert, yeah, the yeah. The desert we were, I mean, stars are insane. We didn't really yeah.
0: have a chance. I mean, the one, the one night we were going to, we kind of like fell asleep, but we were also staying in a haunted hotel in Nevada, mm-hmm. the Metzba, which is that's for another. Fair. Maybe that would be another episode. Maybe we're we'll, haunting or, that. It songs. that that
2: is a point I want to make about New York, though. That you can't connect you if you see like three stars in the sky, yeah. in New York, you're like, oh wow.
1: Yeah, like, you see the star. If
2: you see a rain's
0: belt, it's a big deal.
2: If you are out in you know one of these ultra-dark areas where there's no light pollution, and then you see the sky, it's like, holy fuck.
1: Yeah, man, it's I like, have very yeah. vivid memories it's of being just, out in the desert yeah. in Utah, yeah. and just the sky, it's like you're, it, you're just surrounded. Yeah. It's fucking that's, crazy. Yeah.
2: I think that's when you realize that when you can see it that clearly that space isn't something that is out there we're we are we are in space that's right we are part we are flower in flower you say oh the Milky Way that's something that's out there when you say it when you say it we are just hurtling through the Milky Way in the middle of all the stars yeah it's not something that's somewhere else
1: but we're also just in my brain Mm -hmm. yes that's the thing Jim we're in it we're out of it we're Mm -hmm. nowhere none of it matters it's all just numbers on a screen Maybe. But that's what I mean, though. It kind of is. Yeah. Right? The Matrix, the whole thing.
2: Yeah, The Matrix, the whole thing. I like it.
0: It, There's something about this whole playlist that it it dawned on me that popular popular music, you can tell they start getting down this road once they start taking psychedelics. And none of us are currently on psychedelics. But I don't know if people would actually know that if they're listening to this right now, which is kind of cool. It's kind of the point, is to be able to get to that level without using something. We've talked about taking psychedelics before, and Scott is convinced that I would be awful. I've never done it. Never done acid, never done LSD, never done mushrooms, Any anything. I've never done it. I'm fascinated by it. I would love to do ayahuasca but I'm too uptight and I would like there's a part of me that would love to do it but there's also the part of me that's like once you oh there's if you think you're going to have a bad trip you'll have a bad trip. Well, I'm having a bad trip cuz you just said that and I don't know if I could handle it and Scott Scott said the other day what did you say the other day you like you would be awful on psychedelics and i was just like "Hmm."
1: look if you're in the right environment with the right people and you're guided in the right way then maybe you have a chance but i'm just gonna say <laughs> it's a fragile so thing you're saying there's a chance there, yeah but between love yeah. and hate again like there is it's it's a uh you know it's an experience which i think maybe you don't need to have
0: yeah, well, or maybe I, maybe I'm the one. Or who, maybe you do. Maybe I'm the one who could save the but world. But certainly, you
1: don't want to do it when I'm around. No, because oh, you'll wow. see me as the devil.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My, I mean, you know, I already see that.
1: Yeah, but let's go to your next pick or your actual first pick. Wow, we're moving along slow. Hmm.
0: Is the great beyond from the Oscar winning animated movie Soul, which was scored ah. by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross? That, yes, yeah, so that song right there was uh, Trent Reznor. And the reason why I brought this up is we've talked about this movie before and how much I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it uh, and the soundtrack and everything. But so, the point I wanted to make when I when we we're talking about putting this playlist together, Scott described ethereal music as music you hear when you're going to the light. And the first thing I thought of was that scene in this movie where the character is going to the light, and that is the song. And the point I wanted to make with this pick is how in, how important and how influential is movies and soundtracks and... Our movies? Scories. And scores. And, and, and scores. And <laughs> scores that... That influence our brain into going to a certain place. So like when you hear that song, I think of the scene of the movie, and now I think of going, floating to the great beyond in a light. I didn't get there naturally. It was already planted in my head because of that movie, of that scene. And I wonder how many other songs on this list, on the major playlist, other songs that didn't make it. When we hear that, it's like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of the scene from this or that reminds me because that's how my brain works. I have a very cinematic brain, so I'm constantly relating it to a scene of a movie or a TV show or some made up thing that's going on in my head. And I want to know how much that influences you guys. Like, do you naturally get to a place with a song? Or do you think that, oh, that reminds me of that movie and that scene from this and from that? And
1: No, the, the, mm-hmm. it doesn't remind me of movies at all. Like, it, it, the two don't relate for me, but I could see why they relate for you because, you know, a lot of times people will say that, oh, this is great soundtrack music. But for me, like, I don't need a movie to, 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 to uh, enjoy or paint a picture of what's happening in my mind. But I will say um, there's a really interesting exhibit at uh, the M- Museum of Moving Image, if you go, there's like a little, like a little sound booth that that illustrates, you know how music is used in film. So you can actually mm-hmm. choose your own um, scene, and you can apply different music to it. You mm-hmm. should totally go do this, Nick, because this is what you were talking about the other day. You know how does it? If you play a certain song, yeah. how does it affect the feel mm-hmm. of the of the shot? And it's crazy.
0: I mean, yeah. the same scene with four different songs, it's a completely different vibe. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that. That's like when the the, the people on YouTube chop up a movie of like a comedy or of a drama or of a horror movie and they add a little bit of a different storyline like they did with The Shining and they did it with uh, Ferris Bueller and they make it into something else because of just simply applying the music. But Scott was alluding to an idea I had of because, like I said, I, I automatically, even if it's a movie I've seen or something that I'm starting to paint completely on my own, you hear a song... And then I automatically start applying it to like, oh, that reminds me of a, of a scene where this guy was a murderer and he's killing everyone mm. and now he's running. And it's like I'm completely making up a movie as I go simply based on the feeling I get from the song. And I'm curious mm. if you did that with a group of people with the same song and ask them to like, okay, make up a make-believe movie scene. What do you got right now? And how similar and how different they would be. So. I think they'd all
1: be very different personally. Hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: interesting. Very different or I, I feel like there would be I, a, mean, maybe I it, think there'd be a common like through line. I think and there, then a couple yeah. would there'd be a couple outliers that would be, well, I think it be would, like it, wild because who you know, that person is just a weirdo and I, think I it would, would be the weirdo.
1: Yeah, I think it would be like they would all have like a disaster in them. Yeah. The disaster might be different, but like maybe this music is making them think of a disaster. Hmm. And then maybe they yeah. would all have a beautiful thing that happens. You know, but maybe the thing that happens is all very different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Jim? Totally. Nothing? Nothing. All right. Well, then let's move on to the <laughs> next one. It, it should... is a, I mean, I will
2: say that I do agree I, I I agree with Scott partially about the idea of I don't think I relate these songs back to like media and music when i hear them i d- you can just feel that sense of connectedness somehow but that movie in particular i think really i don't feel like i've ever seen a movie quite like soul like i can't be like oh that was a little bit like this movie it was very unique in in that yeah. regard that it, it connected great. the soul and the afterlife and what is beyond our understanding
0: yeah if you have not seen that movie i highly recommend it it'll probably make you cry um it's just there it's so good for so many reasons it's funny you know it's got great jazz references and music in it and then on top of it the whole hey what what happens to you when you die aspect and it really makes you think and it's a it's just tremendous film so but anyway let's move on Not a lot. Do. You played the game,
2: you won't do your yourself Rest day for tomorrow. You
1: can't tell, you can't tell. So that is the artist Beck. The album is Sea Change, and the song is End of the Day. I picked this tune because I don't know if we've had Beck on the playlist before. Beck is such a influential and sort of a huge artist that we I'm not oh. sure whether we've had on the on the playlist well, before. We've
0: definitely talked about him uh, a handful of times, but I don't think yeah. we've ever like gone deep into it. So
1: But yeah, I mean, look, Beck is an artist that I respect and that I really really like, particularly his earlier work and and up until like The Information. Um and then, you know, you know, to be fully transparent i'm really not a fan of his current music it's a little Mm -hmm. bit too poppy for me but Mm -hmm. i can understand you know look he's doing his thing and i respect the fact that he you know every album is kind of its own thing its own journey but this Mm -hmm. album in particular i think is his best album and i also think that it stands the test of time it's a little bit of a timeless record in a way Mm -hmm. um you know it's you know because if you think back at, uh, at his earlier records even like mutations mutations is a little bit dated i mean it's a great album but it certainly isn't a timeless record you Mm -hmm. know and like midnight vulture and stuff like that like that stuff and like you know loser or whatever (laughs) um that stuff is pretty dated i mean it's it still stands on there on its own as in you can hear it but it's not timeless Mm -hmm. music this music for sure is the most um, depth that I think he's had in all his records. This record was produced by Nigel, Nigel Gottrich, of, hmm. uh, who produces Radioheads and, and is the engineer for Radiohead. Um, and you hear that. You can definitely hear it in the dry drums and the drums that are in your face. The album itself sounds amazing. The drum sounds on this record are incredible. The string arrangements were done by Beck's father. Um, oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. it was recorded at Oceanway Studios in LA. And interestingly enough, my 3 picks were all California picks. I'm not Very sure. Very interesting. Which, and here
2: we are shitting on LA. Well, you are shitting on LA. At least.
1: Yeah. But that but that kind of makes sense, right? The the California like, yeah, you totally. know, is a little bit more of a spiritual mm-hmm. place than than the East Coast and stuff. But that was a total coincidence. Um but this album is is, is was written about the loss of his girlfriend of a long time. It was about a breakup, basically. Oh, a breakup, okay. And it's a very desperate album. It's a very... This This would be an example, I think, of the sort of potentially self-reflective teetering on the darker side, Yeah. but also is really beautiful. So it's it's a beautiful darkness in this record, but you can really lose yourself in it. And, and I just think that it's a masterpiece. Like this record mm-hmm. is very well critically acclaimed um and i remember when it came out i was like holy fuck like this is on a whole different level Mm. you know it is very like one tone in a way like there's not that much variant to the record itself but it's really an art piece and i think it it's it's a wonderful album
0: Mm. it's interesting that you bring up the what this song is about and it's he breaks breaks up after a long relationship and if you think about it it's so all related. We, we say, what is ethereal music? Oh, it's the music you hear when you're going into the light. Well, I'm sure that's a terrifying experience. You're going into the unknown and that's exactly what he was doing after a breakup. When you, everything that you know, changes scary. It's, it's very hard to continue because everything you mm-hmm. know and your current surroundings around you are changing and they're different, but yet we still have this reason to go forward because we want to see what's next. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the idea of the, the music is it's the, the backdrop to what's next. Everything I know has changed. I don't know if I can move. I don't know if I can go on. I don't know what's out there for me. I don't know. This is scary as shit. This darkness, this abyss, this unknown, but yet there is a light at the end of the tunnel that you keep going to and I think that's just kind of the, the It's cool how it kind of relates to more spiritual and uh, astrophysical to just simply breaking up with a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, astrophysical. Totally. Yeah, is that a
0: word? It is now. Sure, it's
1: beautiful. Shakespeare um, made up words. You might as well
0: make one up. Yeah. Yep. But you yeah, just think, compared me to Shakespeare. That's pretty sweet. Huh. I mean, you're very similar. I'm Shakespearean.
2: But yeah, I think also just anytime you're saying the end of the day, and if if you kind of oh wow, um. Look at the lyrics here. I think there's always a comparison to the end of your life. And I think if you look at the lyrics, he's like, well, you know what? Day's done. Um, I played the game. And and that's it. Oh, <laughs> Scott is trying to open a wrapper of what appears to be a Fig Newton.
1: Yes. Just yeah. It's like opening Twizzlers in a movie theater. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah just do it so it do- doesn't go on for 10 minutes.
1: Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm hungry. You know what I mean?
2: Um, but I think like you're saying, like a breakup can feel like that's that's the end of your world. Um but I think there is a strong tie in there with the end of your life and not knowing what's next.
0: Yeah, yeah, there it is. there it is. Um Oh, also cool thing about Beck. Just a little tidbit here. Uh he his first big hit was Loser and it became like the slacker's national anthem and he was just not that guy. And I think he's one of the, one of the few artists to like get pigeonholed into a in a box of like oh Beck, loser he's a loser he's a yeah he's a skateboarder punk that doesn't care about anything and he's like no it's not it was just a song man and like <laughs> i think he is one of the few artists to kind of like get out of that and just kind of like well okay call me whatever you want but well i mean I'm it's his keep- own
1: fault he, he the the hook of the song is i'm a loser baby i mean yeah you know, you're calling yeah, yourself well, a loser you me?
0: when you, yeah. No, so. I mean, it's not.
2: I mean, it's just like a Gen X anthem, though. Like, yeah, for if sure. Gen, if Gen X could have an anthem.
0: Yeah, if Gen X could have an anthem that wasn't uh, the 90210 theme song. But you know what it's time for, folks? Ladies and gentlemen, it's our favorite segment here on the podcast. It is time for a live read with Tidbit Jim.
2: A lunar eclipse has broader visibility than a solar eclipse. This one is basically visible from the eastern Pacific, across the Americas and the Atlantic, in Europe, Africa, the Middle East, and a bit of Northeastern Asia. Whether you can see it or not, welcome and respond this stunning invitation as a compelling opportunity to engage the energetic awakening unexpected perspectives and surprising flashes of fresh developments on the horizon the emotional desire of this moon is to break through the eclipse shadows into the freedom and adventure of Uncharted Territory.
0: That was nice. Last night, as we record this, last night was a lunar eclipse. Now, that read was from a, a blog post from many years ago, so it's not the same moon, but, you know, he gets the point. It was mm. a big super moon, big new super blood moon, lunar eclipse last night, which I don't want to pretend that I'm very knowledgeable on these things, but my girlfriend is, and it is fascinating. But like when the new moon opens up portals to other planes and other existences and other spirits and, uh, uh, okay. yeah, like I said, I'm not very knowledgeable, but it is part of that. And it's, Wait, uh,
2: wasn't I, it an eclipse or a new moon?
0: I, it was, I think it was everything. Oh, I don't think I that's think, possible. Whatever. That's why okay. I said I wasn't very knowledgeable. Oh, okay. Something happened last night where, it was uh, something. It was something moon. happened with the moon. Something <laughs> happened with the moon. It turned red. And next thing you know, I was extremely tired and couldn't focus. And Claudia says because of the moon. So I was like, all huh. right, cool. Good enough for me. I, I don't think, know if that'll work at you, work. But... I can give
1: you a couple other reasons why. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't know if, I don't know if the bosses not... are going to be like, oh, yeah, it was the moon. Why don't you take the day off? Take the but, day
1: off. It's the moon. But... <laughs> it has nothing to do with sleep.
0: Well, who knows? Maybe I entered another portal. But why don't we get to another song? You
1: look a little portal-y. Portally, uh, Jim. What is the song though?
2: Um, it is Undine by Maurice Ravel. So definitely, I felt fit in with the um, ethereal playlist. It's uh, it's a song. You know, we we've been doing a lot of like of these nineteenth-century French composers lately. But he's he's well, in do, that. You have yes. So it's about, but it's you know, it's about. It, there's a story to the song. So it's about the nymph undine singing (laughs) fucking nymph singing what a great word i know she lives at the bottom of a deep lake and she is singing to seduce this gentleman standing at the top of the lake to to, and trying to trick him into come visiting her kingdom at the bottom of the lake don't do Um, it um so just very much entering another plane um but it's 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 one of my favorite songs it is just have this very like weird floaty spiritual feeling and it's also one of the most technically difficult songs ever written for the piano.
1: I I love Ravel and Debussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I actually kind of like Ravel more than Debussy.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a li- it's a little more hipster to be like, yeah, I like Ravel. Debussy's like, I don't know. He's a little bit less known than Debussy, but he's not exactly obscure.
1: Yeah, but that, I mean, the two of them are are uh, two branches yeah. of the same tree. You can't you know I mean?
0: say you can't say Ravel without saying Debussy. It's just it's like Biggie yeah, right. and Pock. Yeah, that Turtles have short legs. Yep, yeah. you know, it's, it's the All same right, thing.
1: Here we go.
2: nineteen oh four by Jonesy and Alex off the album Rice Boy Sleeps, which is also the name of the project, Rice Boy Sleeps. And so, I mean, Scott has brought up Cigar Rose a few times during this episode and I hate to say, I snuck Sigur Rose on here because Jonesy and Alex are from Cigar Rose. So that you know, they had a little side project, but as much, I would say even more ambient than than their work with the band. Um, and very, very spiritual and, and sort of literally spiritual. So the lyrics are some sort of combination and mishmash of Ave Maria and the Popol Muse, which is another spiritual Christian song sung on Good Friday in the Catholic and Orthodox churches. Why
1: have not you put the Popol Muse and the Nymph in the same lake? I don't know,
2: man. Something, something weird.
1: You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, But then they, you know, they take that and they're playing it forwards and backwards and doing all this weird stuff with it. So it's not just a straight translation of those songs. And the thing that I, I, the weirdest tidbit that I found about this song is it uses a sample of the last known castrato singer, which. Really? Yeah. The ones that
1: they cut their
0: nuts off.
2: So yeah, they, a castrato is, they, they. Yeah, they cut off their testicles. They be, cut off their testicles when before, they're little boys be- so, they, yeah. so
0: they can sing higher. Yeah. Yeah, which That's is- That's what happened to me, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is obviously just something just thinking about makes me feel ill. But um, the idea- What's
1: uh, wrong with that? It's Cut their nuts off. Who but, gives a shit? Um, so he,
2: yeah, it's before they hit puberty, they would cut- Do them a favor. They would, they would cut off their testicles so they could- Basically, they would never go through puberty, really. They would never sort of reach maturity, and they do would they be able to sing real these really high. So they would just be sort of boys forever.
1: Do and they it, look uh, like boys and stuff, like, or do they develop? Well, well still, they like, grow into in head.
2: height, but I think they're very kind of like wispy.
1: No facial hair. What's wispy mean? Very. What do you, what do you mean
2: by wispy? Very thin and
0: just you can yeah. wispy means you can get you know you there's no definition or
2: bulk. Yeah. Do what you, about? But you can keep singing. You can keep sounding like a boy when you sing and do these beautiful melodies. Yeah, and oh, it's, it's
1: great. I love. I love a choir of boys. Yeah. I think I've said this before.
2: Yeah, but it was big in like spirit. To with, the police, the, the extra messed up thing, <laughs> at least in my opinion, is it was big in like spiritual music, and in the Vatican is where a lot of the stuff would happen. Yeah, um, but I think that's also perhaps where "Boy" ni- the title comes from, "Boy 1904, Um because it's just just this little innocent boy.
0: They
1: dropped they, uh, that's a, that's a tidbit mm. that just got dropped on our heads. Yeah. Was it an innocent boy or was it like a ninety-four-year-old man who was like, "I am still a little I, boy." I don't that
2: I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, the song just feels like you're floating up to heaven. At you know it just has that.
1: Yeah, it's
0: very ethereal. Feeling. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up ambient because that is a, a major part of ethereal music. Is ambient music and just kind of like soundscapes mm. and that is a lot of the instrumentation where people just make meditation music or chakra cl- cleansing music or what have you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's almost kind of how this all started, was that's what I was listening to in the Zen Garden at the Renaissance Bookstore in Portland. But I didn't want to bring that into a, a a music podcast where we talk about more of a... Rock and roll and pop music and whatever you have, you're not just soundscapes of like birds chirping and some nice uh, organ music. So, like, mm-hmm. this was the point of like, how do we take that idea and make it into modern day music? And this is kind of the list that we came up with. So, but yeah, for me at least, ambient music and soundscapes was kind of the genesis of this whole idea of this episode.
1: One thing I mm-hmm. want to say before the end, before you know, we continue is what is. Uh, your favorite um therial.
0: with milk? <laughs>
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: Can we? Can I answer that? After what the next is
1: song? a What is Ethereal. Oh my god! I can't. It what? is like oats, what blueberries. Is, is that is ethereal?
0: I'm yes. super serious.
1: No, my favorite ethereal, really <laughs> is Lucky Charms.
2: Yeah, I think to have every once in a while is a Frosted Mini Wheats for me.
1: Frost, of course. F- grape nuts. That's his favorite, right? Frosted mini wheats. Jim's like, when he goes to the ice cream store, he's like, Do you have grape nut flavor? What the fuck does that mean? Because you love grape nuts, I right? I don't even know what grape nuts are.
0: No grapes. No. Really?
1: Grapes. You got to go to grape nuts, dude. You mm-hmm. would love them. Trust okay. me. They're right up your alley. I don't know what that means.
0: Right, they taste like
2: pickles. Oh.
0: Song is "My Virgin Windows" by Moore's Symphotica. I could be pronouncing that terribly wrong. Uh, th- this one, though, is all about the instruments, and I want to pick your brains on what did we just listen to? Because there's a lot going on. I think there is when you when you talk about a fear, uh, ethereal music and spiritual music and whatever soundscapes, ambient music. There's certain boxes that you got to check off. I think choir or uh, some soulful singing of some sort. Uh, that has it. There was bells to kind of help move the song along and tell you that there's, like, something coming up. Um, pretty sure that was a sitar. Got a lot of mm-hmm. bongos and Indian uh, music from India. And then uh, it sounded like the beginning. Those b- are not beginning bongos. bongos.
2: <laughs> tabla, tabla.
0: Yes. So here... That's why I'm asking. What else did you hear? Was <laughs> that a, a lot of bongos w- w- and like things for me? That's the Pittsburgh moment of the episode. Where was that a banjo in the beginning, or was that well, all they're all sitar?
1: Well, I don't know 100 percent for sure what mm-hmm. it is because um, they're all kind of in the same family of instruments, right? And just different cultures adapt the the stringed instrument in different ways. Like for example, the shamisen is a Japanese instrument that is you know um, stringed. But it has a banjo feel but it has a little bit of a different vibe and it's played with this weird ivory pick thing um and then you you know you have a lot of um we we actually it's interesting we did a soundtrack for um uh a video game which brings in a lot of um different instruments from around the world and there's a lot of different instruments that have that vibe where it's sort of like the banjo. The banjos are a little bit different because there's more strings. And a lot of those, like, well, the sitar is kind of oh, crazy. Yeah. The sitar has a ton of strings. Yeah. Um, but like the shamisen only has like four strings. There's some that are like one string that there's just like Wah! you might have seen that guy in the subway. Yeah. You know.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he
1: has yeah. like one string. You know, and and mm-hmm. I don't know. Then there's your boy who plays it on a shovel.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Cool. And the latest one is on a skateboard. Did you see that? No. He has a, a skateboard one now. Oh. He made a skateboard into a thing. Oh, wow. Who's that? Um, the guy we saw at the API party.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Who was playing a shovel. Nice. Yeah. I like
0: that. Well, okay. And then what creates that drone sound that you hear in a lot of these songs? It's not an organ, but what, what? A lot of that is the sitar.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the
0: the so the no, sitar. Like, no, 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 no. Like there's a meow, no, no, meow. Not, not not that. That's a, obviously a string. The Jews harp. Meow, 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 no, like in this, the the background, the very the, like Melissa. The, oh,
1: okay, hold on. I gotta play it. Sorry.
0: Everybody.
2: Like right, that, so, th- th- that like, deep percussive that, sound? That, yeah, the, deep, yeah, the yeah. deepness of this. The a thing is, it's
1: very Whoa. tough to tell because there's a lot of instruments that would do that. Yeah. One would be a harmonia. A harmonia is something you go yeah. like this. It's almost like an accordion, but that sits on the floor and has a keyboard. Uh-huh. That has that kind of like drone vibe. There's a lot of instruments that are specifically mm-hmm. drone. Sitar has a drone attached yeah. to it. So like, you can the sitar is a really amazing instrument because you can do so much with it. You can have a drone going while you're playing melodies and stuff. Um, that, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I couldn't tell you specifically synth. It could even be a synthesizer. Didgeridoo. Could be a didger. Yeah. Didgeridoo. There's a lot of different instruments that would create a drone. So it's kind of hard to identify. I'd have to listen more carefully and longer.
0: Yeah. But But yeah, that, that sound of the drone kind of creates the, uh, the, the emptiness, the darkness of the, uh, of you know, if you're floating to the light, let's just keep using this example. You're floating into the light. The darkness that is around the light, I hear is of uh, is that's the drone of it, it creates that mm-hmm. emptiness. Yeah, well, totally.
1: the the ominous sort of like omnipresent thing that's always there, yeah. and everything mm-hmm. else is floating around it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, a drone is like super spiritual type of thing. I mean, like krautrock. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, krautrock. A lot of it is based on a drone or like mm-hmm. you know repetitive something that is repetitive I, yeah. that goes on and on and on and on and on yeah i think you hear
2: it in a lot of you know actually spiritual religious music though whether yeah. it's gregorian chant in the christian church or you, you know tibetan monks you drone comes into play a lot it just it's the very meditative feeling
1: it's a meditative thing like you know you're saying like the 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 monks the gyoda monks uh you you came back and you showed me some crazy music with the throat singing a lot of that is just coming from monks in a, in a religious setting singing and getting into a meditative state you know and becoming closer with the universe with God with whatever the case may be but yeah I mean you know that's meditation Mm
2: -hmm.
0: pretty cool pretty pretty cool what's next Scott all right Mm -hmm.
1: That is Mazzy Star. The song is Into Dust off the album, So Tonight That I Might See. uh, What, it's a mouthful?
2: Yeah, it's a mouthful. I
1: like Um, it. Are you guys Mazzy Star fans?
0: I would not call myself a Mazzy Star fan, no. Remember Mazzy Star? I don't.
1: With, I I've yeah. actually been like rediscovering yeah. not even read like actually discovering Mazzy Star cuz you know yeah. they're known for that song whatever it is Fade Into You which yeah.
2: I, I put on here. That was also one of the first songs I songs I thought of. Was,
1: was it one of the first songs, first you, songs you put I in?
0: Thought of before you had your ethereal. The
2: yeah. Um was was <laughs> Fade Into You and I was actually surprised to see Scott had another Maz- Mazzy star song on here
1: well Massey star is like crazy like you know borders the line of is this great or depressing you know what i mean like like it's it's both probably you know it's it's like really self-reflective it's emo and yeah i mean Mm. i mean i I mean i I don't know if it's but speaking of gen x but it certainly is like you know 90s um feeling bad for yourself music or just feeling nothing
2: or feeling nothing, yeah,
1: like yeah. I cutting myself and sitting in a dark basement. Yeah, yeah I've been you there. know, we've all been
0: there. But like i yeah, emphatically yeah, I have, feeling nothing. What uh, is? Can I ask a question? Did yes did anyone think and decided not to because it just seems like the cheesiest pick of the. It would have been the cheesiest pick of the episode, uh, and that would have been Anya
1: yeah i mean that shit comes up and then you get yeah. into the irish folk ballads right which are like can be ethereal right it, because you, you get into that stuff and it, some of that stuff is on the larger playlist yeah i got re- my rabbit the problem hole was was then deep you last yeah you can was... get into a rabbit hole of cheesy yeah. ethereal yeah. you know it can be really complex and deep and and brooding ethereal like like pers- like maybe like a mazzy star or a beck you know and then it can go into the then it can go into the the kind of cheesy ethereal yeah. like you
2: get to the, the into the new age a bit
0: yeah, yeah
1: you can get into the new age a bit which becomes like just really shitty synthesizers and like really cheesy reverbs return of innocence whereas like the the real ethereal stuff maybe is using Mm -hmm. sitars and you know yeah and
0: and i got down there then i I also made a left turn into uh goth music which got a little weird and then uh next thing you know i was listening to japanese jazz music and i was like this is fucking awesome uh totally wasn't ethereal i put it on the big playlist because i didn't want to forget it but Ain't that the best? Ain't that the best thing about this? Is the rabbit hole you go down when you're listening for one thing, and next thing you know, you're listening to Japanese jazz.
1: And then you put it on the ethereal playlist. Just even, even
2: though, though it's, you're just saying it's not doesn't fit.
1: I, I mean, just maybe it does. I don't know. Continuously just, <laughs> just fucking to, up your reputation amongst the music community. <laughs> it's all right. I uh, mean, I'll
0: delete it, or maybe not. No, leave it there, buddy. Yeah. You no, know, you be you. Yeah, we we need to have you as your character. Listen, I got to the Japanese jazz I never would have gotten to if I had not been looking for ethereal music, so it's kind of part of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is definitely the music that plays when Jim's getting fixed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, Scott. But I, I think it's more like when when one of my kind is coming into existence.
1: Yeah, like it, there's and like a is, montage. It's gaining consciousness. When first yeah, it's like when, yeah when for the it's first like time the bubbles like and, and you're like and you know yeah and then it's like oh my god and he you can recognize walk that and he's like
0: hey guys here. I am not here to hurt you. Yeah, hey guys. Boreal. You?
2: When you What's your favorite cereal? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, this this is nice. What was the song? Um, so it's called Boreal Kiss Part 1 by Tim Hecker and it's off the album Haunt Me. Haunt Me do it again. And so, you know, this uses a lot of like weird synths and sampling and modern technology, but I feel like it's taking all of that and I think, ironically, you can use all that stuff to almost, like, connect you back to your your natural state of being and feeling like you are out in the universe just amongst the stars. Um, which I, was, I think is sort of a fun, ironic thing that you use all this modern man-made electronics and then you sort of can bring yourself back to that point. Um, so, and again, this this has a strong... Iceland, every one of my songs has like an Iceland, Greenland, Norway connection. Yeah, um, your songs are was, very
1: thick, thickly steeped mm, in
2: Viking yeah. Viking which, folklore. Which was not intentional, but I think that's something...
1: They're great picks, yeah, by the way. Which,
2: which, you know, I think that, that whole area just is so untouched and has such amazing natural beauty that you can't, there's not really a comparable place on earth. Um But he's done a lot of recording in Iceland. He's worked with Sigur Rós, actually. He's opened for them and worked with a couple of the members on different albums. But this is another guy. um, We've talked about people like this before. He has a very academic background with music. So he has a Ph.D. He's Canadian, a Ph.D. from McGill University, and with his thesis is on urban noise. Um, And then he's also worked there and lectured at universities um, about art history. So... As much as you might say, oh well, he found like a nice but you know, note to hit on the synthesizer and just kinda held it and then he did some took a sample and made some weird reverb. I think there is that sense that he is really constructing these from a sort of classical approach, if it's not from the sc- box school, at least from, you know, the the twentieth century weird avant-garde but sort of academic background. Reminds me a little bit of another artist we that I put on one of our playlists Holly Herndon, who takes who has a classical background and then takes all this modern processing technology and sort of applies those concepts to it. Um, So, and he's also done a lot of work influenced by like 15th century choral music. So he sort of is blending that um, very old spiritual stuff with very modern um, technology and concepts.
0: I love the pick. I love it. And I think it's, it hits the nail around the head of exactly what I was trying to feel with these songs, and I like that it's modern and synthesized because, like I said, I was listening to goth music, and you know that's synthesized, electronic, electronic, industrial goth music. I mean, that's Mr. Kitty who was on the big playlist, and it, it's you just of, can't get through an episode I, without saying I, Mr. Kitty. I can't get through without bringing up Mr. Kitty, but that was kind of like my dilemma of like it gives me a gives me a feeling but is it really ethereal and i didn't want to like have to debate it on on the podcast but that's cool because jim found the wheelhouse of that it's like yes it is uh, electronic and synthesized but it does have that ethereal vibe to it And that's uh, that's why i really enjoyed your pick and um we were also talking about Vikings, and if you're in the Portland area, make sure you check out Viking Soul Food, because we went there, and it was fucking delicious. Mm. It's a food truck. Portland's big into food trucks, and Viking Soul Food was incredible, and um, so go there if you're if you're in the Portland area. Mm-hmm. It's so cool, number three by one of Jim's favorite artists, Aphex Twin, and I feel like I stole that from you, Jim. I I, I want to know if you saw that and were like,
2: oh. That's fine. Not at all. I very intentionally did not put any Aphex Twin on here, because I'm I, even on the big playlist, because I pretty much always put an Aphex Twin yes. song on. Yeah, I
1: thought, you know, Aphex well, Twin, here we go again. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I just Aphex Twin, I, Mr. Kitty and so Ken.
0: I wanted to put it on because I obviously am not as big of a fan of it as Jim is, and this song kind of like caught me off guard because I, I was like oh Apex Twin and I kind of fast forward real quick waiting for like the bass drop and it never came and it was just like oh interesting I didn't know that that was kind of and it was just like a rediscovery of an artist that I thought I knew and it's now making ethereal music and it's like oh awesome and I, so I, wa- I wanted to put it on just to kind of have it represented but I think Jim's previous pick kind of did the, the, the job of both these last two picks, so yeah, I mean, we don't I, have to get too much into this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it it's called selected ambient works, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that, hence why you know, you're not going to get like the bass drop and all that kind of stuff. It's really ambient music. And I I was going to put Brian Eno on. I mean, there's a lot of ambient music that I'd love to put on because I've actually been pretty interested in ambient music lately. But again, we've talked about Brian Eno, but we've also talked about Apex Twin. So maybe I should have put on Brian Eno. Maybe I should have put on all the music we've already talked about.
0: <laughs> Are you upset? Wow. Are you upset? No, you- I
1: think it's a great show. It's a great pick. And I actually, you know, I like this record. So,
0: Well, I just think it's drastically different, at least from my point of view. Jim might disagree wholeheartedly, but when I hear Aphex Twin or think of Aphex Twin, this is not what I think of. So when I find a, uh, an artist that we talk about or who I think does a certain thing, here I go putting them in a box just like I did with Beck, you know. When I hear that they do other things that fit the critique of what we're currently talking about, I think it's fascinating. No, I think it's a great pick.
1: Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Nick. I think you're a genius, even yeah. though Jim's the genius, and I actually don't think you're a genius, but, but I think you're not ma- so stupid.
0: Does that not make me huh. even more of a genius? You're a Pittsburgh genius. You don't even you don't know what I mean. You have no idea. <laughs> you're a Pittsburgh genius. None of this even. None of this matters. We're all in Scott's brain. I don't even think you hit record. No, we're not even recording this because we already recorded it. I mean, maybe life is open. Maybe, in the ether. maybe we're dead. Maybe when we we'll never stop. This podcast will never end. I got news for you. We are dead. Yeah, but we're also alive. Okay, Jimmy. Okay, buddy. Jim is having a massive to reflux. Ca- I'm trying
2: not to. That cough. reminds me. Really, by the trying way, trying not to cough in the uh,
0: Being dead. Being alive. What better what better way to feel alive than eat some hot sauce? Why don't you go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the code PINCH. You'll get 15% off your entire order. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the code PINCH. Listen, everybody, thanks for listening.
1: You can follow us at uh, our Instagram, which is actually under the studio name, Pinch Recording. That's at Pinch Recording. Uh, the rest of us and stuff, there's links in the uh, show notes. Check out the links in the show notes. Go to our Spotify playlist, the larger playlist where we put all of the songs that we chose because again this is only nine songs that we chose out of the you know whatever amount of songs that are on the major playlist search in spotify pinch music playlists uh or is it no sorry (laughs) pinch music podcast playlists pinch music podcast Playlists and then it has all the Different playlists for all the different things going on In your life we have got you covered I've been actually doing it a lot I listen to a lot of our Playlists if I'm like hey guess what It's fucking uh, I want to listen to Nick's birthday playlist I go and do that If I want to get the Beatles we got a Beatles Playlist if it's St. Patrick's Day fuck it Larry we put on St. Patrick's Day one If it's Halloween guess what I'm putting On the fucking Halloween one
2: Beautiful
0: avant-garde we haven't done
1: yet
2: it really is a great i I think we we have a good collection of playlists here so definitely check those out
0: and we're gonna have more so why don't you message us and let us know what you want to hear the request lines are open message us on instagram email me directly nick at pinchmusic.com. let me know what you think tell us tell me hey nick you're a big dumb idiot i'd love to hear from you he's used to that
1: have a nice day
0: see you next time
2: Paper House.